as always she standing on solid ground hello this is kim with standing on solid ground i am your host of this motivational and inspirational podcast and today i'm going to go in the bible with esther esther was a hero she was a beautiful woman that a king found interesting uh, all the women that were along in that harem Esther was the one chosen now there was a de- declaration made that all the Israelites were to be taken out were to be removed and, and cast away by Haman, someone who really did not like the Israelites. Now, the profound movement of Esther was moving to me because it is so amazing that a good woman can be effective on a very hard and difficult man at times. And being a king, you know, they had rules and regulations that the queen could only be around the king at certain times of the day, that there were guidelines that they had to follow even back in those days. However, when Esther had learned that Haman had made this declaration to have all of Israel to be wiped out, She could not see her people being wiped out. Mordecai, who fought for the Israelites, had, you know, technically just wept at the gates of the king because he did not want that declaration to be honored. Now, the king had already signed the paperwork, so to speak, and put it out there that on this specific day, at this specific time, that all of Israel was going to be demolished. But Esther, being seductive in a way, but being very respectable at the same time to her husband, had to know the right way to present herself unto her husband. Well, Mordecai or Mordecai had made it known unto the queen that this declaration had went out by Haman and that it needed to be stopped. So she made it very clear that she's going to do what she can do. Now, a woman in power, a queen, She is still of empower. She still has some power. Now the king has all the power as far as that palace is concerned. But Esther had some power. And, you know, she kind of dressed herself up and beautified herself to make herself look mighty beautiful to her king. And, you know, she got his attention and these were outside the hours required for her to be interacting with her husband but the king found it very enticing and of course he's going to want to be with his queen and she went in and asked of him you know what is this that I hear 
that this declaration has went out to take out, you know, my people. And, you know, Haman had such a hatred towards Israel that he wanted to wipe out everybody. But as long as Queen Esther was in her role, she was going to do all that she can to make sure that this was not going to happen. Now, if we look at today's time when there's a powerful husband and a powerful wife, especially in the ministry of God, that support system is very important to the husband. And, you know, there are a lot of times when we can look and we want to be pastor's wives, but we don't really understand the duties of a pastor's wife. There is a lot to do. You know, just because you're married to the pastor, it's not meaning that you're just going to be doused with fine diamonds and clothing and perfumes and be treated like the queen by the members of the church. There's a lot more work than that. We have to understand that being a pastor's wife, we have to pray for our husbands. We have to constantly pray and lay hands on our husband, keep our husbands lifted up in prayer, that when those nighttime calls come through, where someone is calling and asking for the pastor to come to the hospital and pray over someone, that we are there with him. We can't be worrying about our beauty slip. We have to get up with our husband. Because it is a tag team. It's not just the husband. It's husband and wife. Pastor and pastor's wife. And if we separate that too, where the pastor is doing everything and the pastor's wife is not really there to support, it's hard for the husband. He gets weary. He gets tired. And he may make some mistakes. There may be poor decisions that he would make. And we have to be equally involved in that ministry as the pastor's wife, as the pastor is. Well, anyway, Esther, you know, talked with him. And I'm sure she had her seductive ways of getting him to reveal to her what all was going on. And when she found out, she had convinced him to reverse that declaration that was put out against her people because what the reasons why it was ever in place in the first place is because of one person's hatred towards one people. And that's not right. That's not fair. When you are in a position, and in this case, she was a queen, we have to be able to make good decisions and know how to allow God to use 
to get his will done. That was not God's will. That was the will of a man who had some animosity towards these people. And God wasn't having it. So he knew how to work with Esther. To work through her husband. To get these things taken care of. And to call off this declaration that Haman had put out there. Well, as the fight, you know, as the days were coming, the numbers were counting down, the declaration was put out there that all matter of attack on Israel was to cease, that it was not to go forth, and it was to leave the people of Israel alone. When, when this happened, Malachi, no, I'm sorry, Mordecai, Mordecai, he stepped in and he fought for those people. He begged, he pleaded for their lives like Moses did, like Joshua did, like Jeremiah and Ezekiel. All of these individuals who prayed out to God, Mordecai was no different. And when he heard that this declaration had been reversed and that God had actually used Esther to get the king to make this declaration cease and to actually find the one that was in, in charge or responsible for making this declaration in the first place which was Haman. Well unfortunately he didn't live very long they had to end his life because this was God's people and God wasn't going to tolerate this he lost his life in, in behind his hatred now Esther being that one that vessel that God needed to have his people saved and secured and free from that death warrant so to speak is an amazing thing her role may have seemed simple but it was very powerful and although we in this day and time we feel like that we have to have the most powerful roles in order to be effective in God no we don't we can have some very minute roles and very very just it may seem like too simple but those simple things is what God uses to confound the wise we need to stop pushing away ideas that God gives to us because we think it's not good enough for us or, you know, that role, that's just too simple. Give me something difficult. No, you don't want God to give you anything difficult. Let's handle this little thing first. Because when you do the simple thing, then God will find favor to give you something even greater at that point. But if you're not handling this little thing, as 
Esther had did. Now, a lot of people would say, well, all she had to do was go and just kind of be, you know, all lovey-dovey to her husband. If that's what it took. God doesn't take much to get his job done. He just needed it done. And that is what the importance of Esther's role was. It was not only to be a queen, but it was to protect her people. Look how profound her role was. Now, given the fact the king still had authority over that queen, I understand. But because of his love for Esther, you know, her, her, you know, love for him, how she beautify herself for him and make herself smell good and look for look good to him how are you gonna say no because he found her to be the most beautiful one out of all those women that he had an opportunity to be with esther was the one that stuck out god will use us in any shape form or fashion to get his will done. And Mordecai, who happened to end up in the king's house as a great warrior because he was a fighter for the children of Israel, that when the day came that was marked on the calendar for them to be desecrated, so to speak, they were being blessed. They were having a celebration instead. Look at God. Look at what God did. And although we are so big on big parts, those little parts are so significant in everything that we do. In every aspect of our lives. We need to stop being so particular that, you know, God, I, I wanted to do this. I don't want to do that. No, we can't do that to God. Now, what if Esther had said that she didn't want to be queen? I don't think she really would have had a choice back in those days because their rules and laws were a lot different back then. But let's just suppose that she said that she didn't want to be queen. What do you think would have happened to the children of Israel? Who do you think the king would have married? Stop and think about that. I know that it's difficult sometimes to accept the roles that God has given to us. Whether they're great, whether they're small, it's difficult because it may not be exactly what we think we should be doing. But when we put our trust in God and we lay our hand in His and say, God, whatever your will, let your will be done. God can do some amazing things in our lives. 
And to touch someone else's life is even that much more greater. Like I said before, I believe it was the word of the day, anointed. When you are anointed, you'll touch somebody. Your anointing will touch someone. You will see results from what you do. When you don't see results from what you do, then you have to ask yourself, was this particular thing or job for you? Did God give you this position? If the answer is no, you're never going to see any fruit. You'll keep planting seeds, but the seeds will never grow. You'll keep looking for that blessing, but you don't see any changes. In Esther's case, the seed that God planted was for her to be queen. The next step was for her to be a, a fighter or a warrior for the children of Israel, her people, just like Moses. Although they may have to take two different directions to be those warriors for the children of Israel, they were still God appointed. Do you want to be appointed by God? Do you want to walk with what God has blessed you with? Stop telling God, no, I, I'm not going to do that. No, I don't want to do that. I don't think that this is meant for me to do. A year ago, tomorrow, I would have started this journey with God. A year ago, I started this journey with God. I questioned myself every step of the way. I belittled myself. I said some very harsh things about myself in regards to doing what God asked me to do. This is a big thing to me. Although it may be small to everybody else, it's big to me because it was something I never have done before. When you're obedient, you'll see fruits of your labor. When you're disobedient, you'll see nothing but tumbleweeds. You will not see any growth. Be careful about what God has called you to do. Stop telling God no. Esther was that warrior for the children of Israel. 
along with Mordecai. Mordecai went to the queen, the queen went to the king, and God got everything in order and protected his people. Don't think you have to be in the spotlight in order to be seen. God sees everything in everybody at all times. Your job is not insignificant. Your job is going to be a blessing to someone else. Don't turn your nose up at it and don't reject it. Like Esther, she did not know how valuable her position was going to be as queen. But she saved her people's life in response to it. This is Kim with Standing on Solid Ground. You have yourself a wonderful and blessed day.